Welcome back to the Palmetto Shores Discipleship Podcast. We're so excited to continue in our study of the book of John. <clears throat> We're seeing now that uh, as John is laying out the narrative of the life of Jesus, uh, he's giving us short uh, narratives, or not not always short, but these narratives, interactions where Jesus performs uh, miraculous signs, but then it's interspersed with long sections of conversation between Jesus and different people. And really all the conversations revolve around the same themes of belief in him, of life in him, and this uh, this conversation that we see in John chapter 6 uh, is no different. If you remember from last week, Jesus had fed uh, lots and lots and lots of people, thousands of people, with just a small little lunch. And uh, then he kind of seems to disappear. And so we pick back up uh, with the crowd in verse 25, the same group of people that Jesus had, had fed Uh, We pick up in John 6, verse 25, it says, When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal." So Jesus realizes that they have a motivation for seeking him. They're, they want their bellies full. Uh, they're excited that Jesus has fed them. And that maybe this is, in their minds, a picture of what the Messiah is supposed to do to provide for his people. But Jesus is clear here. Uh, he's pushing them past their stomachs to something deeper, something more long-lasting. Yes, Jesus had fed them on that day uh, out of compassion for them, but even his feeding of them is now put into perspective that Jesus was uh, feeding them, but he was demonstrating a deeper truth that he had come to satisfy our souls. And then um, they're the ones, as we're going to see, who actually pick up what Jesus is saying and connect it back to a story in the Old Testament. Uh, so we pick up in verse 28. It says, Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So in a sense, it's like these people are connecting the dots. They're they're thinking about how Jesus has just fed them and it triggers in their minds this memory, this story that I'm sure they had read over and over and over about God taking care of his people uh, when they had left Egypt and were wandering in the wilderness. We learned there that the way God fed them was every day he would provide manna. And one of my favorite parts of the story is that on the day before the Sabbath, 
God would pr- provide enough for that day and for the Sabbath day. Uh, on all the other days, if they collected extra, uh, it would turn to rot. But on that day, on the day before the Sabbath, they were encouraged to take extra so that they could uh, not have to go out and work on the Sabbath. And so what we learn about this manna is that it was faith food. It was God teaching his people to trust him for their providence, to trust him for their uh, satisfaction, to trust that if he had called them out of Egypt and if he had called them into the promised land, he wasn't going to let them go hungry. He wasn't going to let them die in the wilderness. And so Jesus picks up on what they bring to the day. They're the ones who bring up the manna idea. But Jesus picks up on it and says, you know what? The true manna, the real manna is actually me. It is that God has sent me, the Savior, Jesus, into the world. And that just like the manna was faith food, uh, I am faith food as well. That by faith in me, you find real life and real satisfaction. And then I love how the people respond in verse 34. It says, they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And you almost can't help but have a trigger in your mind back to chapter 4, where after Jesus had told the woman at the well about living water, she says in in John chapter 4, verse 15, it says, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. You know, it just seems like again and again and again, Jesus is trying to take people deeper. He's trying to show people that his coming into the world was for something so much more than a mere trivial, earthly, temporary satisfaction. He had come to give eternal life. He had come to connect people back to God. And over and over and over, Jesus is giving more than the people even knew what to ask for. Uh, And then this last section of of our study today, verses 35 to 40, uh, it, it turns a little bit. And so this is how it ends. It says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall, shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. What I love about these verses, uh, John six twenty-two to 40, is that it both outlines the work of Jesus and it outlines the work of the believer in Jesus. Uh, What is the work of Jesus? The work of Jesus was to secure a people, to lay his life down, to save sinners, to uh, draw and save all that the Father had given him. And as we're going to see as we work through this book of John, Jesus performed that work perfectly. And so what is our work? Well, Jesus had told us uh, back in Verse 29, Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So what is the work of Jesus to accomplish the salvation and the redemption? 
what is the work of his church to believe in Jesus, to trust Jesus, and to put all of our rest and all of our hope for life in him. Hope you guys have a great discussion about this rich passage as we continue through our study in John.